If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys and all of the hashtag CC, the Countdown crew. What's up, guys? I wanted to jump on today. And first off, let me just say I apologize. I've tried to do my best to take like a couple of days off after the end of the season. You know, we do this year round, which I love. But I was a little wore out, uh, <laughs> but I'm struggling staying away. So, like, even though, like, my wife is, like, trying her hardest to get me not to record and all that stuff, just take a couple of days away before the offseason goes crazy, I can't help it. I can't help it. And I love you guys, and I'm so glad to be here. And what I wanted to do is do just a crazy deep dive into these defensive coordinator candidates. So I spent all morning just just going through and figuring out every single thing I can about these guys, who they played with, who they've coached with, what they've done, where they were, where their backgrounds are, kind of what their skill set is, all those things. And we're down to three guys. Um, that's what we got. D'Amico's gone, which, you know, breaks my heart, but I'm so, so happy to see him. Kevin right here doesn't look like it's going to be Fangio. Nope, they have finally agreed. You got Fangio in the building, but he left and signed with Miami. Only $4.5 per year, which is the top end of the spectrum for coordinators as far as that goes. But I don't know. It, it was close. Yeah, I think there's pass there. There's so many reasons why maybe Fangio didn't work. The Yorks definitely got to play into that. The 3-4 to 4-3 thing, which I don't think is a big deal personally. I know Twitter and a lot of people have come out and spoken on that. I, I just I never saw that being an issue. It's an easy fix. I've coached 3-4. I've coached 4-3. It's not difficult. Everybody thinks it's a different scheme. It's not. Uh, it's just different alignment. Assignments are relatively the same. Not an issue. But for whatever reason, we don't know yet. Maybe something will leak out later. He chose Miami, or perhaps the 49ers chose one of these other three options. Sean, he said, what's up, John? I've missed this already. Well, we're not going anywhere. Uh, we got you. <laughs> Dave, he's back. Miss you, John. You deserve it. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So uh, we still got Patreon stuff. We've got all that stuff going on. We are going to be having our Zoom hangout meeting this Friday. 
this Friday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So come join us for that. So 5.30 p.m. And we're including the Steve Young and Jerry Rice tier, this one, and, uh, you know, our Bill Walsh tier. They're included in everything always. So we're going to see that. We're going to see what that is. Mosquito Killer said, I wonder if Fangio wanted to bring his own people. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of ties to this coaching staff. Um, And so, yeah, it's interesting. And, And, you know, we're going to be talking about three main people today. And I broke down percentages, coaching resumes, all that stuff. Steve Wilkes, who is the odds on favorite, uh, Chris Harris, who I misspoke last episode. Uh, we were talking about predominantly Vic Fangio and, um, Steve Wilkes last time. And somebody threw in the chat. Oh, Chris Harris is an option. I misspoke. I thought it was Chris Harris jr. The longtime slot corner, it was not. So that was a mistake on my part, uh, a live mistake, and I wanted to correct that. I was wrong. It's a different Chris Harris, not Chris Harris Jr. Uh, this is Chris Harris, who's been a coach for nine years. And uh, Chris Kusarek, the only in-house kind of hire that is left on this entire whatever, right? So what I want to do, and yeah, this is you know one of the hot names that's turning up. Kim, thank you, Kim. He says, is Denver's DC Edgero Evero an option for you if Peyton would want to get his own guy? He's one of the young risers uh, for sure. Uh, that's, you know, he's had lots of head coaching interviews. Uh, he's, I think he's got his third interview with the Colts. Now it would be a completely lateral move. So it would take him getting fired and passed over for the remaining head coaching jobs. So that there's a lot of asterisks to that, Kim. Yes, I would consider him for sure. Uh, he did a great job in Denver, but not a possibility in its current situation unless Peyton says, yeah, he's gone. Um, he's gone. So uh, that's what it is. Uh, Shade says, first pod since the, the game. I had to take a step back, but a back. Let's go. I love it, Shane. And welcome, my friend. Um yeah, here we go. Uh, is the hangout on Sunday? You said Friday. Oh, it's on Sunday. Did I? I think I misspoke. Today's Friday. The hangout is Sunday. I'm sorry, at 5.30. If I misspoke, I apologize about that. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what it is. It's going to be Sunday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, the Zoom link is on the Patreon post. Uh, all you got to do is click that. Check that out. Donald, let's start with this. He says, do you like Steve Wilkes? The answer is hell yes. Um, I really do like Steve Wilkes. Now, I put percentages to each one of these coaches landing the job, just my own percentages. Steve Wilkes is the favorite. Out of 100%, I got him sitting at 55%. I think it's the most likely candidate um, to come in and get you know the 49ers DC job. It just makes two sense, too much sense. Now, again, he's in a weird situation as well because – He's still employed by the Panthers as their D.C. assistant head coach, interim head coach. Now, they chose, they allowed him to interview. He did a great job, by the way, um, with the Panthers. Because you remember, they fired Matt Rule. They were 1-4. and 49ers destroyed them. They fired Matt Rule right after that. It was kind of weird, you know, being at the Carolina Panthers game. We went out there for the 49ers rush road trip. And the most common shirt you saw, Christian McCaffrey was number one. And number two was fire Matt Rule t-shirts. They Like, they made them. They passed them out. They were selling them everywhere before the game as fans were walking in. And so it was, you know, Christian McCaffrey, and then it was fire Matt Rule. Well, they did that right after the game. And they promoted um, who was the uh, interim head coach for Carolina. Here's what's crazy. He went six and six. 
Matt Rule one and four. They trade Christian McCaffrey. They fire Matt Rule. They bring him in. He goes six and six. They were one game out of making the playoffs over Tom Brady. Like they got pretty stinking close. Um, yeah, Zoom is Sunday. Why did I misspeak? I'm so sorry about that. Live show. Uh, apologies. No, Zoom is Sunday night at 5.30. Sorry about that, Joel. Joel's the man in Guam. Uh, appreciate your service, buddy. Uh, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Oh, I said I'm going to be at work. Ah, the time period. It just stinks. So let's go through. I, I've got seven pages of notes. I'm going to try to do the best that I can to not make this, I guess, boring? Uh, <laughs> uh, boring. Uh, Akshay says, I want someone with energy like Sayla and Ryan's. Well, if that's the case, not that Steve Wilkes doesn't have energy, but of the three candidates, he's the oldest. He's 53. Chris Kucerich's 42. And Chris Harris is 40. So, you know, Steve Wilkes is the oldest by far of that group. Now, before we start this, let's allow Shanahan and Lynch to kind of bookmark this conversation. You know, this is just a quick whatever, but let, let's do the farewell to D'Amico first to allow this to take place. Love D'Amico. Um, one of the best coaches I've ever been around, best people I've ever been around. Him and Jamila mean the world to us and um, really wish they weren't going, um, but it's more than deserved and more than earned. And um, I think they made the best hire um, that was by far available because D'Amico is going to be a great one. He already has been. Um, trying to, I love our defensive staff. I love our defense. Um, trying to get something where um, we don't have to turn much over. I would love to keep our same staff. So I'm um, going to talk to some guys on our staff. I'm going to talk to some guys outside of our staff. And hopefully, whichever way we decide to go, um, whether we bring in a new guy or not, that it's someone who can work with who we have and what we've accomplished here. Because um, I love the scheme that we run. And I feel the foundation we have on the D-line, at linebacker, at corner, at safety. Um, I think our players fit very well in it, too. So um, hoping to find someone who fits with us personality-wise and scheme-wise. And I, I think all three of these guys fit. You know, Steve Wilkes, 27 years as a coach. The dude's been around for a long time. And I've got him 55%. 55%. He's got to be the favorite. He's he's a hell of a dude. Everywhere he goes, he's been successful, um, and his resume is just crazy. He played football at Appalachian State. Um, he was a wide receiver and defensive back. Um, you know, kind of played both those, and he just worked his way up. Started D two. He worked at uh, Johnson C Smith as defensive coordinator back in ninety five and ninety six. That's a HBCU school. Um, then he went to Savannah State, D.C. again for two years, another HBCU. Then he started to kind of climb, and it was this was probably his from 2000 to 2004, which is five years, five seasons, had a new job every year. Uh, he was at FCS Illinois State, DB coach. 2001, he went to his alma mater, Appalachian State, DB coach. 2002, FCS East Tennessee State. He was the defensive coordinator. 2003, Bowling Green, DB coach. Then Notre Dame in 2004. And this is kind of when he showed up big. Um, so he was at Notre Dame for one year in 2004, then made the jump to the NFL. Never kind of looked back. 
uh, from that point. Well, he did have one year back, but goes to the Washington Redskins from 2005. Listen to the players he coached in his first year in the NFL. Sean Taylor, the great Sean Taylor, Sean Springs, Ryan Clark, Carlos Rogers, who would eventually come over to the 49ers, right? That's a one year. 2006 to 2008, um, he was the Bears' defensive back coach, and this is where it gets interesting as well. They win the NFC Championship, but guess who was a rookie on that team that he coached as the DB coach? None other than Chris Harris, who is also the other finalist for this job. So not only you're talking about guys that mesh well, um, you, you've got kind of the coach and the the master and the grasshopper or however you want to say that, right? So it, I thought that was interesting. I, I never knew that, but as I'm going through their teams, their resumes and all those things, I'm just like, ooh, there's some overlap here. Now, whenever he was with the Bears, he was there for three years. Like I said, they got to the Super Bowl that year with Rex Grossman, Coach Brian Erlacher, uh, Peanut Tillman, Coach Chris Harris, lots of other studs, and another person, which I think is important, Brian Greasy. The 49ers' current quarterback coach was the backup quarterback for that Bears team. So he knows. It's very simple whenever you have guys in-house that know each other and have been to war together. I think that's I think that's important. Um, you know, I I just think that's important. Now, uh, keep uh, tagging me in the uh, the comments if you guys got something you want me to go over. Let me finish. Um, yeah, I'm flying solo today. So let me finish his resume. Then I'll get to the next round of questions because I don't want to break it up too much. I, I want to make sure that it's, you know, listenable. <laughs> Digestible is probably the right word. Now, from the Bears, he goes to the Chargers, the Steve Wilkes, 2009 to 2012. Coached Eric Weddle, Quentin Jammer, one of my favorite all-time players in college in the NFL. I love Quentin Jammer. Um, and Takeo Spikes, another longtime Niner, right? Then he goes, probably his most prominent role was 2012 to 14, where he joined the Panthers. And he's going to be there for a long time. For the first three years, DB coach, got promoted. 2015 to 16, Panthers assistant head coach and DB's coach. That's when they won the NFC Championship, went to the Super Bowl. Two times in the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Sorry, did not win either. That's the Cam Newton fumble, whatever else. Now, during his time there, John Beeson, Coach Thomas Davis, Coach Luke Keekley, Like, the dude has been around just some great things. And in 2017, you know, again, he was the D.C., so... If you're looking for experience, if you're looking for kind of way to motivate players and all that kind of stuff and who he is, this dude's got it in spades. Now, after that happened, he got his first head coaching job, the 2018 Cardinals. You guys all remember this. He got one year. It was awful. This was the Josh Rosen starting quarterback. Um, it was bad. It was really bad. Um Chandler Jones did have 13 sacks under him. He drafted Buda Baker. Also, negative, I don't want to just do positive stuff. He was responsible, or at least he was the head coach, when Hassan Reddick was playing linebacker instead of pass rusher. That's something that bothered me, but he writes that wrong later on in his career. He gets fired after one year. Kingsbury comes in, and we, the rest is history there. 
After that, he goes to the Browns. He's the defensive coordinator for the Browns in 2019. That's the Miles Garrett suspension year. You remember the whole Mason Rudolph, all that stuff, whatever else. But before Miles Garrett got suspended, 10 sacks in 10 games. Uh, Denzel Ward, amazing corner. Olivier Vernon, like he has been around studs. He took a year off in 2020. Then he went back to the Panthers. This last year, 2022, defensive uh, game coordinator, all that kind of stuff, promoted to interim head coach. And probably most important is Brian Burns. And this just came out yesterday. Brian Burns is probably the second best defensive player or third behind Max Crosby. You had Nick Bosa, Max Crosby, um, and Brian Burns, uh, three just elite pass rushers. Montez Sweat, you want to throw in there. Quentin um, Williams, who's a defensive tackle. Like, that was such a good draft, but Bosa's by far the best, right? Well, Brian Burns said this uh, just yesterday about Steve Work, uh, Steve Wilkes. So, uh, here we go. Quote, Steve Wilkes is a great man, in my opinion. One of the main things about him is that I think he cares more about us players as humans than just as players. That's the main thing about Wilkes. Like, he taught me a lot. He kind of just... Uh, like fit me into that father role for me. He's a genuine person, end quote. So if your whole thing is culture and consistency with what the 49ers continue to build inside and out, Steve Wilkes fits it to a T. You look at the coaches he's coached under. Some are funny. Some are impressive. Joe Gibbs, Freddie Kitchens. Oh my gosh. Uh, Matt Rule, not good. Ron Rivera, Lovey Smith, Norv Turner. The, the names, the tree, the education, the leadership. This dude's been a head coach twice now for short periods. But the dude went 6-6 six and six with one of the worst rosters in the NFL this past year and almost got in the playoffs. And, like, he did a hell of a job. He should have got that job over Frank Wright. That was a bad – that was a really, really bad decision. I like Frank Wright, but I really do like Wilkes. And it's kind of what is your flavor. If you want consistency and philosophy defensively, Steve Wilkes is your guy over anybody else. Number one, because he's done it. He's called plays. He's been a head coach. He's been there. He's been there. He's been there. He's been there. He's coached great linebackers. He's coached great, you know, safeties. He's coached great defensive ends. He's done it all. There's, there's it's nothing new for him to step in. That's why he's my favorite. He's got the experience. He's got the attitude. He's got the passion. It, now, and we'll go back to your comment earlier. Yeah, he runs a 4-3, a very similar philosophy. Uh, it's it's not too different. So, like, it, it's there. It's there. So, it's the same thing. And yeah, zone concepts, that's not going to change. All three of these hires, nothing will change. Nothing will. The only difference is Steve Wilkes has done it time and time and time and time again. The other two have not from a defensive coordinator's perspective. Now, let's look at the flip side of that coin then. What has Kyle Shanahan done in the past? New, highly energetic, young, new coaches, new DCs that have never done it before. So if that's the mode that you're going in, then you would want to switch it over to these other two young guys, right? Chris Harris or Chris Kucerich. Both Chris's spelled differently. Uh, the I, I misspell Chris Kucerich's name more than anybody else whenever I look up stuff. Uh, C-H-R-I-S. Nope, it's K-R-S. Uh, K-R-I-S. Sorry, dyslexia strikes again. 
Um, but yeah, they do run zone. And, you know, I keep seeing this. Josh, he says, D'Amico trying to steal Chris from us. I don't see that happening. I do not see that happening because coaches have a hands-off approach on certain ones. And Shanahan's are notorious for this. They had to put in a new rule because they weren't going to have those things happen. So I don't think that D'Amico is going to be able to take Chris Kucerich. I just don't see that happening. Uh, I could be wrong. I think Chris stays. That's just my own personal opinion. Now, the one issue that I will say that does worry me about Chris Kucerich is, guess what? That dude, uh, he was a D-line coach at Stephen F. Austin in Texas. He played at Texas Tech. Like, he, he's he got Texas roots. That's the one thing that I'm like, Ugh, I don't like that. But I just don't see it. Um, yeah, and he again, all these guys 4-3, okay? So just... 4-3-4-3-4-3. It's going to be a 4-3. That's not changing. It's not changing. Um, so let's get to a couple questions before I dive into uh, our next one. Chris Harris uh, right here. Akshay says, D-line has to be a priority this offseason. Hopefully Kalia uh, Davis works out and Drake, but we need some veteran depth too. Yeah, I went through and I've been doing percentages on every single free agent that I think will come back. Um, every single one of them. I, I finished that, and that's what I was going to do, but I was like, you know what? Let's put that off just a little bit. Let's focus on the moment. Where are the 49ers? We're trying to get a new DC. Let's focus on that. And, you know, again, you know, I spoke with the, the, the great Brian Carter. I don't know if you guys remember last year he helped with some draft stuff. We are working on an off-season plan to tackle everything efficiently and make sure that, you know, not that we're your one-stop shop. I don't like that because I want you to listen to other shows too. Um, it's not like a competition thing. Like I want you to get a wide range perspective, but I feel like in order to be kind of the head of this show, I want to make sure that you're covered. If you did just listen to one, not that I'm saying just listen to other ones, subscribe to other ones, please. That's very important. And we're family. There's enough places for everybody, but I want to have you covered. So free agency, salary cap, draft, you know, 90-man roster. We're going to do it all. We're not going anywhere. Uh, we're going to be here all year, baby. Uh, we're, we're not going anywhere. So uh, we'll cover a little bit more of that, no doubt about it. Uh, Mosquito Killer, I just hope we get an edge player to complement Bosa. Yeah, Arden Key's probably been the best that we've had. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but, you know, D Ford, I don't put in that category just because we didn't see it near as much. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, John, what's up? He says, two questions. Is there any chance uh, that Chris leaves for Houston? I don't think so. I just don't see it. I sure hope not. If Wilkes comes in, do you expect him to bring a player or two from Carolina? Yeah, I, I have not looked at their free agents. So I'm not quite sure. But yes, uh, they were a dominant D-line heavy team with strong linebackers. Sound familiar? The one thing that I will say about Carolina that's a little different than the 49ers is they usually – have put more of an emphasis on cornerback play, which should be music to the ears of everybody else. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see what that goes. Uh, Shot J, yeah, I'm with you here. He says, I really want Ridge, Ridgeway back. Dude was a black hole against a run. I think he will be coming back. I really, really do. And, you know, there's there's four defensive tackles on expiring contracts. You got Kevin Givens, Maurice Hurst, um, Ridgeway, and Kerry Hyder. So all those guys expiring contracts. You got to bring back one or two of them at least and then add. And thankfully, well, I don't want to say this. Thankfully, they're going to be on the cheaper side. 
that sucks if you're them or their family or their agent. So I want them to make as much money as possible. But I don't think either player of those four that we mentioned are going to be getting, you know, over three and a half million per year. So we'll have to see what that looks like. Uh, yeah, Juan, what's up, Juan? The amazing one. And any clip you see throughout the show's history is compliments of none other than the great Juan Sol Solace, the honorable. Um, he is the best, man. He is the best. So um, let's see here. Joel says, can you get Drake to train with Bosa this offseason? Man, I wish. The Bosa's are pretty selective. That's what I know. Uh, <laughs> him and his brother and his dad and uncle, like, I don't know if they let people in there. It's not like Kittle or Trent Williams. They kind of do their own thing. And I don't know if that, I don't expect that to change. But yes, I would love that. I wish Bosa was our strength and conditioning kind of coach. Uh, I, I would prefer that. Um, right here. Uh, actually, are we banking on Womack to take on that nickel spot? I do not see Jimmy Ward coming back. And if you watch his Instagram live, uh, again, he just continues to say that ain't happening. But a lot of that depends on Emmanuel Mosley. Early on, yes. I think long-term, I expect Mosley to come back this year, and I do expect him to start some games this year, probably half point on. But ideally, Charvarius Ward, Mosley, your outside guys, put D'Amico back, or sorry, uh, Diamador Lenore back in that slot. But early on, yes. Uh, Womack, I see as that slot guy, and I really want to see that. I really, really do want to see that. And yeah, Lenore at nickel, that's where he should be. But, and I do think that we are going to sign E-Man. You know, I, I don't want to spin the whole, like, you know, I want to focus as much on DCs as possible today. Uh, we're going to be kind of showing that. Uh, we'll, we'll be going through that. And yeah, Josh, he says, thanks for a deep. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Detail on Steve Wilkes' resume. And yeah, right here, Josh, Steve Wilkes just doesn't show any emotion. Man, I've had coaches who are emotional roller coasters on the sideline. I've had coaches that are chill as hell at all times. Their heart rate never goes above 90. I don't know. Like, if you, I believe in complimenting. Okay. Here's what I mean by that Wilkes is chill. He's chill. He'd been through it. So if you have that chill DC or head coach, then you need the crazy position coaches. Right? The Chris Kusarek, who I think is coming back and might even get the DC job. So I want to compliment. I want both and, not either or. I know the cameras only show us the defensive coordinator or the head coach. That's all we ever get. But yeah, he's not your fire raw raw guy. So that would be, you know, a delineation to from what the 49ers have had at that position. No doubt about it. Uh, but what he does bring, which we have not had, and this is factual, is experience. The dude's got more experience than it's not even close. I mean, the dude literally look at Chris Harris. He's coached for nine years. Nine. Nine. <laughs> that's it. 27 versus nine, right? So that that's kind of it's just different. Uh it's just it's just different. It's not bad. It's not wrong. Um, it's just different. That's it's just different. So, uh, before we jump over into uh, our next candidate, we're going to detail all three of them today. So, you know, just buckle up. We got you, baby. But before we do, I want you guys to look good. And here's how you look good. Excited to announce a new partnership for all of your 49ers swag homage.com you can use the link in the description of this video or podcast whatever you're listening or watching to h-o-m-a-g-e.com and not only do they have all of your 49ers gear hoodies t-shirts all that stuff if you use our promo code 49ers guess what you get 15 percent off your entire order you remember nfl blitz the video game get debo decked out in the blitz gear they've got hoodies they've got jackets they've got the old nba jam logos for steve young and jerry rice with all the attributes on there i wear homage t-shirts all the time and if i'm ever around niners fans i get the most comments it's absolutely incredible so check it out and if you're just wanting to get somebody for something that's not a Niners fan they've got other team pages too pop culture all kinds of stuff check it out homage.com use promo code 49ers for 15% off your purchase all right Uh, a couple other questions before we jump into Chris Harris Fable says do we still own the rights to Donovan West I do not believe so 
Um, he was not one of the reserve contracts to my knowledge. Uh, he was cut well before the season started and they did not bring him back. Uh, they seemed very, very happy with their other options at the center position. Um, I hate to say it. I don't think he's picked up by anybody currently. I could be wrong and I hope I am. I remember his film. I had a fourth round grade on him. Um, but yeah, for some reason they got rid of him quick and they did not bring him back. So, uh, yeah, that, that, so take that for what you will. Dave, if Gibson doesn't come back, maybe Ward sticks around to make 10 years with the team. I want him to be a decade member. Jimmy Ward, I love him. The team loves him. It ain't happening, guys. It's not happening. It's his last contract probably of his career. Even if Gibson doesn't come back, I wouldn't be surprised if Ward said no. Uh, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of have to see what that looks like, right? Because there's a lot of – there's a lot of stuff uh, <laughs> that kind of falls uh, right here. Is Daryl Tap an option? Daryl Tap is one of those guys that I could see going to Houston or getting promoted here, you know, as that D line assistant, whatever. So if Kuseric goes, yes, Daryl Tap would be the instant kind of, you know, shot up, whatever, uh, however you want to deal with that. But I think that's what that would be. So Chris uh, Daryl Tapp's probably going to be getting a spot as a D-line coach um, somewhere. But again, we'll just have to see there. Um, need to re-sign Gold, Robbie Gold. He's not going anywhere. He posted on his Instagram, unfinished business, nowhere close to retiring. <coughs> Goodness, I choked, almost died there. Um, I, I don't, yeah, he's not going anywhere. Kyle's Kyle loves him, so he's, he's staying. What's up, Uncle Shan? Glad to see you there, man. All right. Let's jump back. Let's go to the man of the hour. Probably, you know, I, I call this guy the rising star, and that's none other than Chris Harris. You know, he's coached nine years. He's 40 years old, and he is like the new bright light rising star that is in the NFL. Now, also, I want to say this, and I felt weird about saying this, but both Wilkes and Chris Harris, they are minority coaching candidates which for the 49ers is important because they are 100% bought into this compensation pick game, okay? Um, the NFL for a long time neglected minority hires, had to create rule, 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 trying to increase that. Well, finally, uh, I think they found something that has worked, and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch single-handedly are working to fix this minority shortage issue and the coaching head coaching department and the head general manager department, which is awesome because they have gotten five coaches hired, uh, whether as the G general manager or the head coach five so far, they've been awarded eight or will have been awarded eight third round picks. Because if you get one minority hired into the main GM position or the main head coaching position, you get two, uh, third round comp picks, which just happened when Rand Carthon got hired, much deserved at, to the Titans general manager. So you got two third round picks uh, for that one in 2023, one in 2024. Now, once D'Amico got hired on there, you tack on a third year. So now you get one 2023, 2024 and 2025. You do not get an additional third round pick this year's draft. It just gets added on to the third year. So we got three comp picks 
whenever Robert Sala and Martin Mayhew were hired. So that was three. Then we got two comp picks whenever McDaniel got hired. That was five. And now we have three more coming with the hiring of Rand Carthon and D'Amico Ryans. Uh, now, to my knowledge, if somebody else did get hired uh, this year, there's no more compensation. We have maxed out the, comp the compensation for those hires. So why do I bring up the minority status of Chris Harris and Steve Wilkes? Does that demean the fact that they are unworthy of this job? Hell, part of my language, fucking no. And I will be pissed off if, if that becomes an issue. That is not what I'm saying at all. It, that's not what it is. What I am saying is it matters because the rule states if you have a coach that gets hired to the main head coaching job or general manager job, then you will be awarded those compensation picks. But – they have to be on your staff for two consecutive years beforehand, okay? So, for example, let's say you did hire Steve Wilkes as your DC. He's on your team for two years, then gets hired as a head coach. You would get that comp pick, okay? For example, Anthony Lynn, okay? You just hired Anthony Lynn last year. He is interviewing for offensive coordinator jobs, which does not bring any compensation if that was the case. But let's just say hypothetically, Anthony Lynn got hired as the head coach for another team. It's not going to happen, but not this year. If he took that job, the 49ers would receive zero compensation because you have to be there two consecutive years at a minimum. Does that make sense? So that's why I bring it up. Um, take that for what you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sorry, the curse words. I'm uh, trying to emphasize uh, my point as drastically as I can because I think it is important. Um, anyway, so I apologize if the curse word offended you, uh, but I wanted to make sure it was crystal clear the point I was trying to make there. So, uh, everybody wins enough said, there we go. Joe P the man. So I have Chris Harris at a 30% chance of being hired for this DC job. So I got 55% for Wilkes, the favorite 30% for Chris Harris, nine years as a coach. He's 40 years old, the rising star. He played safety at Louisiana Monroe, uh, the Warhawks, baby. Uh, he was a four-year starter. He played in the NFL for eight years, was a six-round pick by the Bears in 2005, uh, and played with the Bears for four years. As I said earlier, he was coached by Steve Wilkes while there in Chicago. So these two guys that are fighting for this job know each other. Um, and probably one of my favorite things that I found, uh, I, I love history. Uh, I was a history teacher for 16 years. Um, he won the Brian Piccolo Award. Which if you don't know who Brian Piccolo is, go look it up. Absolutely incredible. Human being. Uh, Brian's song, amazing film. It's older, but amazing. Whatever. He won that award as a rookie. Uh, Chicago has given out, they give out two of these awards a year. One to a vet, one to a rookie. He won it as a rookie. It goes to the rookie on the team uh, that demonstrates courage, loyalty, teamwork, dedication, and a sense of humor. Which I thought, that that's who Piccolo was. Um as a rookie, he made it to the Super Bowl. He picked off Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl as a rookie, even though they lost. Um, and, you know, he just he, – he played with a lot of great people. While he was in um, – while he was in Chicago, obviously played with, you know, Brian Erlacher, Charles Tillman, Lance Briggs, just to put a few names out there. He was a second-team All-Pro in 2010 and led the NFL later on Enforced fumbles. He had seven forced fumbles in 2007 with the Panthers. Played with Charles Tillman. The peanut punch. You, you guys saw Drake Greenlaw going at that ball, right? 
this dude's going to teach turnovers. Everywhere he has been has had nothing but turnovers. Played with Josh Norman. Yeah, I hate Josh Norman. But this dude, everywhere he goes, turnovers, 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 which I love. You want energy? This is your energy guy. Not near as much energy as Chris Kucerik, which, let's just be real, I I, uh, I don't think anybody has as much energy as Chris Kucerik. None. Zero. So if you're looking at your energy scale, it's Kucerik, boom, it's Harris, two, and then at the bottom would be Wilkes. So if, if that's something that, if you want that fire whatever, that would be your order, right? If you're looking for experience, Wilkes. Now, let, let's stick with his playing slash coaching career. I got a lot more to go. Um, while he was with the Panthers, he got traded from Chicago. This is what's funny. He got traded from Chicago to the Panthers. Then a couple years later, gets traded back from the Panthers to the Bears. <laughs> uh, everybody wants him. Uh, it's just what it is. So he got traded for a fifth rounder the first time, which is interesting because he was a six-round pick. So he was a six-round pick in 2005. Then he got traded for a fifth-round pick a few years later. Then he gets traded for linebacker Jamar Williams back to the Bears. While he was in, um, while he was with the Panthers, played with John Beeson, Thomas Davis, Julius Peppers. Why am I putting those names out there? This is a guy that's going to have to handle and coach and be around Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, right? Uh, Hufunga, Charvarius Ward. So the the name dropping that I'm doing here, even though like okay, somebody's asking well, who cares who he played with, he has to know and see and demonstrate how other coaches in the past have handled these superstars to be productive. And probably the most important thing, how not to do that. You guys know me. I'm a jerk. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an a-hole. I learned my lessons in life from people I dislike. That's just my nature, right? Why am I a 49ers fan? Because I couldn't stand my stepdad, right? Um, I see somebody mistreating somebody. I, I'm the person that's like, I never want to be that guy. And that's kind of how I was raised. Like, I saw people that I didn't like and how it affected other people. I'm a pretty big empathy guy. Uh, and like, the way that you act affects other people. So whenever I would see people affecting others in a negative way, I took note to that. That's how I learned my lessons. Why do I bring that up as a coach? I've been around some terrible coaches, awful coaches, and – Things that I didn't think were a big deal, I learned, oh my gosh, look how this player's responding to this terrible coach. Don't do that. And the fact that he's been around so many studs at these prominent positions that the 49ers also have, I think that that's important, right? Uh, now, how much of that has he learned? I, I don't know. But I think that it provides an opportunity to round your edges better in a healthier manner to work with these studs and all pro players uh, in the future. That's why I bring it up. Um, after that, his playing career kind of started to die down. He was the first player to intercept Michael Vick after being arrested, which was interesting whenever he came back with the Eagles. Uh, played with the Lions for a year, Jags for a year. Finished his career. He had 88 games started, 16 interceptions, 13 forced fumbles. That was his MO. So as a player, it was turnovers. That's what he brought. Now, his coaching resume is pretty short, nine years. He was with the Bears for two years, 2013 and 14, as quality control. 2015, he took a year off. John Fox comes in, uh, chose. he said he didn't want him, and kind of threw him to the scrap heap, took a year off. Comes back the following year, 2016 to 19, Chargers, DB coach. 
Then the past three years was with Washington as a DB's coach as well. This is somebody that's never been a coordinator. He he's he's a rising star. The Titans reached out to give him a promotion. Uh, they wanted to hire him as a higher like passing game coordinator, I believe. But the 49ers jumped in and said, whoa, 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 we want to interview him for a DC job. Also, the Bears have reached out as well. So he's he's a highly sought after young, energetic coach. That's where he is. Now, from what I'm reading on Twitter and a lot of the rumors around, if the Niners don't offer him the DC job, he's expected to land in Tennessee. Um, so anyway, you can kind of see what that is. Now, that's all the research I've found on him. Um, I like him. Again, the percentage I give him, 30%. So I got 55%. Wilkes, 30%. Harris. And even if we don't hire Harris, this is a dude that you're going to hear of. He's going to be a DC eventually. I, I'm just telling you, it's just what it is and what it's going to be. Uh, so anyway, that's where we got with that. Oh, look at this. Judd Kusarek said he doesn't want to be a coordinator. That, that's the first thing I got on my notes. Um, I, I have the clip somewhere. I got to go find it. I don't have it downloaded on this platform currently, but he's come out and said, Chris Kusarek has come out and said repeatedly, I don't want to be a coordinator. I'm very happy where I am. I know what I'm good at, and I want to stay with that. Quality of life is important, whatever. And I, again, as a former defensive line coach, it is tough to make the transition from D-line to D.C. Because you got to know coverages. You got to know all that stuff. As a D-line coach, you don't give a damn about coverages. You don't work coverages. Maybe sometimes you do a fire spot zone, but all you're doing is saying, okay, uh, my three technique on the right side, you drop hook to curl five to seven, five and seven, right? Five yards deep or seven yards deep, five yards outside. Like that's it. Or you say, all right, my left nine technique, you got to flare. You got to stay with the flare. If a bat comes out to your side in the flats, like that's it. Your you quarters makes no sense to you. Is it complex? No, but have you coached it, Right. Have you implemented the practice, all those different things to get there? You haven't. Now, for me, I went O-line, D-line to wide receivers, to linebackers, to secondary, to D.C. So, like, it took me a while to figure those things out. Um, now, again, I'm coaching small-time – it's not small-time – big-time high school football in Texas, one of the largest programs in the in the country, but – it doesn't matter. You got to know your run and pass fits. You've got to know your coverages. You've got to know all those things. And so it's interesting, right? Uh, <laughs> Dave says, nice as a hole. I know. I appreciate that. I love it. Uh, oh, do we have? Oh, Ra oh, look at this. We got Rams in the house. Uh, Ramalia. I could never say that right. Glock 9 Stafford is ready to go. Man, you might want to clean that gun, bro. Because <laughs> that, that dude, uh, I hope he's okay. I'm glad that he's coming back. I, I'm glad that he is coming back, but I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I, yeah, I, right there. Oh, John, right here. Yeah, thank you. I, I put this, I did mention this again. Another, I, I want to put this on record again. I misspoke on the live show last time when somebody threw Chris Harris's name in. Chris uh, Harris Jr., um, yeah, I was wrong on the live show. Somebody threw it in the chat and I said, Oh, the player, the slot guy. Nope. That's not who this is. Uh, Chris Harris that we are working with now is not junior and he played safety. So yes, I, I, I mentioned that before, but that's what it is. Uh, Philip, thank you so much for the super chat. 
He says either Wilkes uh, got Harris, keep Kucerik where he is. Either get Wilkes or Harris. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think that's the best of the both worlds, right? Because you get that continuity. And plus, if you get Kucerik, which I'll, I'll detail briefly his, his career. I did that a little bit last episode. But um, if you get Kucerik, you get Kerry Hyder on a vet minimum deal. That's just the way that it goes. Uh, <laughs> it's just the way that it goes. And, and yeah, right here. Tom Sula didn't work out for other reasons, but yeah, that was just terrible ownership, but I feel like they've righted their wrongs. I really, really do. And I don't think that this decision really has anything to do with the Yorks, especially after the Vic Fangio news kind of died out, which I don't even think that decision was up to the Yorks. The Yorks may have played a factor in their past, you know, choosing Tom Sula over Fangio, but man, I, I I'll be really honest. And I think the Yorks are doing a good job by allowing Kyle and John to do what they want to do and very, very happy with our ownerships at, at this current time. Uh, th that's just how, how, how I feel. And yeah, probably the most common question today. What's up, John? Uh, he says, is D'Amico trying to poach Chris Kucerich? Every single team wants to take Chris Kucerich. The problem is if you take them, okay, two things. You can block this if you're trying to hire Chris Kucerich as a D-line coach. Kyle can say, no, that's a lateral move. We will not allow that to take place. You can do that in today's NFL. However, if D'Amico says, well, I want to make him assistant head coach, now you can't block it, right? If you're going to give him a promotion, you can't do that. Or Kyle would have to say, fine, you're our assistant head coach or match that, whatever. So I, I'm telling you right now, though, Kyle's saying you can't have him. You can't have him. He's not yours. He's not open. He's not leaving. Now, maybe Kucerich goes and says, Kyle, tugs at the heartstrings. Kyle, I want to go home. I want to go back to Texas. Let me go with D'Amico. I appreciate everything you've done for me. That's the only way it would make sense. Um, and Kyle could say, sorry, man, give me a year. Then I'll allow you to do it or something along those lines, which he did with before with LaFleur. Uh, so anyway, you kind of see how that goes, right? Now, Chris Kucerich. I've got it at 12%. Again, main reason why he's low, one, uh, always been a DC, two, uh, I'm sorry, always been a D-line guy, two, he's come out and said he don't want to be a coordinator. He doesn't want to be a coordinator. So that's why I have him so low. Uh, I've got 3% left for the field, uh, some name perhaps we haven't heard of. I, I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think it's going to be one of these three guys. So, again, just to kind of summarize, 55% Steve Wilkes will be the DC, my own personal whatever. I could be wrong. But if I was given 100% on this, right, 55% Steve Wilkes, 30% Chris Harris, 12%. Uh, make sure my numbers are right. I think they're right. Uh, I might be wrong. No, I think I'm good. 12% uh, for Chris Kucerich and 3% some random name. Perhaps these interviews, something comes out, they don't like it, and there we go. So uh, Kucerich's 39 years old. I'm sorry, 42 years old, and he's coached for 19 years. Fan favorite, highest energy ever. Continues to say he doesn't want to be a coordinator. He's been with the 49ers since 2018. Dolphins four years before that. Lions for nine years before that. D-line coach everywhere he's been. That's all he's done. He was D-line coach back in Stephen F. Austin back in 2008 and was a seventh-round pick by the Seattle Seahawks in 2001, played at Texas Tech. There it is. And so, you know, I, I just... I don't see – I think it's going to be Steve Wilkes. It just makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I, Kucerich I don't see, yeah, but I do think that he'll be here. 
But I think it's going to be Chris Harris, which would be a great hire. I'd be very happy if it was Chris Harris. But that would raise questions. It would raise a lot of questions because you got somebody that's never called a defense before. If you want to keep the ball in the fairway and guarantee you have a top five defense next year, you go with Wilkes. If you're trying to fight for the best defense of all time, but maybe you fall back in the kind of teens, there's a higher, you know, variable status if you go with Chris Harris. But again, how much of an impact does one of these hires eventually becoming a head coach matter to the 49ers? To me, it doesn't. But those two third-round picks, they love. They just love. So I, I don't know. My bet is Wilkes is going get to the, get the job, and that's kind of who I'm hoping for because I think he would be the se- most seamless transition from a defensive coordinator perspective um, out of these options. Vic Fangio would have been amazing. That didn't happen. Time to move on, right? That's what it is. Uh, love you guys. Appreciate y'all. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Uh, it was a lot of fun doing this research. I really enjoyed it. Uh, going back through, I love this kind of stuff, man. And you know, this season we got you draft work, you know, free agency work. We're going to have you covered. Um, also do have to mention, we still have a lot more Patreon breakdowns coming through. I still haven't finished the NFC championship game, which I will do every single play. Uh, the first half's up, but I'll finish the rest of those, uh, in the upcoming days, but we got time. So I'm kind of trying to take a little bit of breath, uh, before I just dive in hardcore to the off season. But trust me, you're going to get it all, baby. And again, we got our Zoom hangout Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. Not Friday, Sunday night, uh, our Zoom hangout, which is going to be a blast. But that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Till next time, stay strong faithful. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.